Good morning. It's February 6th. It's another sunny day in New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. Dartmouth got involved in two different news stories yesterday. First, the school announced that it is bringing back standardized tests as admissions requirements, in part because disadvantaged students were withholding test scores that would have actually helped them get in, and because while the SAT and ACT are discriminatory, they are less discriminatory than every other way schools evaluate candidates for admissions. Then, lest Dartmouth be seen as potentially on the right side of history, last night, over the university's strenuous objections, the National Labor Relations Board ruled that its basketball players are school employees and therefore are eligible to unionize. On the front of today's New York Times, in the rightmost news column, the basic ongoing components of the Middle East crisis get shaken up and poured out in a slightly different combination. On top today is the news that Secretary of State Anthony Blinken went to Saudi Arabia to talk to the homicidal tyrant Mohammed bin Salman to recruit his support for a ceasefire in Gaza. He didn't come out with a deal, but his limbs are still attached to his body. So that's a big win in our dealings with the other one of our two blood-soaked, indispensable allies in the region. Also, six people were killed in a strike on a base that the Times reports has housed American and allied troops in Syria, but the six dead people were Kurds, so the United States doesn't seem to feel honor-bound to retaliate for them. And lower down still in the roundup, Israel has once again flipped the switch from evacuation zone to terrorist haven, this time for the city of Rafah, where a million people displaced by Israel's assaults on all the other places in Gaza have ended up. Next to that on page one, the Times uses its news analysis rubric to provide some helpful analysis of the news, diving into the question of what specific options Israel has to get rid of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, given his unpopularity, his lethal incompetence, and his ongoing corruption. His openly genocidal far-right political allies could abandon his coalition if he does agree to a ceasefire, or someone within his own party could try to supplant him as prime minister with a constructive no-confidence vote, or the less insane members of his wartime unity government could drop out, or the people could take to the streets and precipitate a new election. In other news about widely despised and incompetent politicians, on page A15, the Times reports that Dwayne Montgomery, a crony of New York Mayor Eric Adams, pleaded guilty to misdemeanor conspiracy yesterday in one of the many, many straw donor cases revolving around the mayor. Obligatory disclaimer, the mayor, the Times writes, was not implicated in the indictment and has not been accused of any wrongdoing. A suggestive passage a little further down notes that two of Montgomery's co-defendants signed a cooperation agreement with the district attorney's office. The Times writes very judiciously, there is no such language in Mr. Montgomery's agreement and no indication he is cooperating. The seven months between the indictment and his guilty plea would have left prosecutors time to interview him. It is not known if he provided broader information about campaign finance crimes. Meanwhile, the mayor, trying to get on the other side of the rating business, put on a bulletproof vest with a Fendi scarf tucked underneath it on Monday, the Times writes in an online story, and accompanied an early morning police raid in the Bronx, tied to a major robbery ring where many of the participants were believed to be recent migrants. Generals lead from the front, Mr. Adams said at a news conference. Down at the bottom of page one, the Times continues to reverse the olden days shibboleths about how to cover weather disasters, in place of the old disclaimers about how no one can connect any particular event to the changing climate. The paper loops wildfires in Chile and torrential rains in Southern California into a single disaster wrought by global warming and El Nino. Inside the paper, 
Individual stories give some particulars of each disaster. In Chile, 122 people are dead, and 98% of the National Botanical Garden was burned. In Los Angeles, nearly 10 inches of rain fell on Bel Air, and more was on the way. West Coast listeners, keep your buckets handy. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, we will talk again tomorrow.